0: We looked at how God speaks to us through through the Bible. And I think that's significant and supports coming back to these three things: the ABC of hearing from God. You know, we know that God speaks through Scripture. So if you feel like God is speaking to you, it's always good to test it against what we know in the Bible. And if we know the Bible, it enables us to hear God more clearly I think. And, uh, and and obviously more Christ-like. And so when we read the Gospels in particular, where we're seeing Jesus, we're seeing him interact and how he behaves and how he is. And um, again, it enables us to be able to hear God uh, for ourselves. And, and I think as our awareness of God in Scripture increases, then our awareness of God in the secular world increases as well. As we begin to sort of see what God is like, we begin to pause and reflect um, and ask and yield those four ways of kind of looking for God in scripture. You know, I just want to invite you to take that into into normal life, to everyday life. Even, Sonic is it inane, is that the right way of describing it? Reading the newspaper or, you know, watching a film or, you know, just the normal stuff. You know, we can be looking out for God. It might be a completely unchristian movie, but you know, I'm sure most of us have kind of had an encounter with God where you've got, you know, God's spoken to us through an image. I mean, you see, there are lots of secular films that somehow end up with an image of Jesus on the cross. I'm sure you've been aware of it. I mean, I remember watching The Matrix years ago, and there's a moment at the end of The Matrix where he's like this. You know, I'm sure, well, I don't know whether the original makers of that film thought about that. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but...
1: Yeah. Isn't the last movie called like Resum like Matrix?
2: Resurrection. <laughs> it is. Yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> <Or laughs> new <laughs> movie called
1: Matrix Resurrection. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Has anyone seen the new Batman? No. Is anyone no is anyone no going to? Can I spoil it? Spoil it. No one spoiling. No, it. no spoilers. Spoilers. Is anyone yeah. still waiting to watch it. Yeah, um, I'll wait it. It. yeah. I, I, I'm just saying. Like I can <laughs> okay. see that you'll you'll notice at the end. so yeah. I See, sometimes like, at the beginning, he's he's putting himself one mm. as one way of being. And then by the end of it, he decides, actually, I'm going to be a different way. Okay. To and so in a sense, there's obviously
2: not conversion, research, but there's a <laughs> change in how
1: he's choosing yeah. to, to live. Right. And it's just interesting. To exactly. watch it. Okay. But but you see, you've picked that
0: out because you've you kind of you got that kind of almost intuition and that spirituality, which, you know, it'd be interesting to know if people who had literally no biblical background and understanding of God, yeah. whether they would see something similar.
1: Well, but, and that's a really interesting... Thank to head back and forth with you. But <laughs> yeah. There's a, uh, you know, I read a book, uh, and I think it's coming up more on podcasts and things like that, it's uh, Touching Spirituality, is that we live in such, in the Western world, is so heavily influenced in Christianity and its background, mm. that we often talk about uh, things like hope and grace and peace and the importance of forgiving one another. And non-Christians will talk about these things as if they're normal concepts, yeah. uh, even though they Such a Christian concept that people don't realise because we can't see something yeah. that started with Jesus and spread around right. the whole world. It's yeah, based on you know, you're still people are still tying it back, but it's hard to, it's annoying because people don't realise where they're getting it from. Yeah, they just think it's so normal. Now. Yeah, they don't realise that Jesus is the reason. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Just picked out a quote from one of these books. I don't know which one really it was. When we root ourselves in Scripture. <clears throat> the whole of creation becomes God's mouthpiece. Yeah. When we root ourselves in scripture, the whole of creation becomes God's mouthpiece. You know, we believe that God created everything we see, particularly nature. Uh, and and what well, why wouldn't we see God in in all of his creations, as well as in his written word?
3: Um I've got an example yeah. on that one um, a friend of mine he'd uh, been a geography teacher he'd taken field trips all around the world and he became a Christian when he was about 60 and he basically said in the end I just had to give in <laughs> he was just looking at nature yeah. and all about, I just yeah. had to give in it's yeah. 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 um, so it it quite a bigger, interesting it wasn't yeah. quite a a bit no 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 <laughs> <one>. <laughs> right. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: That's that's giving. um so, I want to move on to sort of everyday stuff. I guess and the obvious place to encounter God is is in the Word. As we begin to recognise Him in Scripture, um, and what He says through Scripture, then we begin to see Him at work in everything around us. So, Psalms 24 says that the earth is the Lord's, and everything in it. And, and, and I kind of I've started to treat this a little bit like you know you, you know what an Easter egg is in a film, and you're kind of looking for hidden little glimpses and little messages. You know, maybe we should see what the world like that, you know, we've looking out for Easter eggs of God, you know, in, in the world, in our encounters with the everyday, you know, being alert to what God might be saying.
1: The Bible does that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to a cross on the way here and was talking about how when um, uh, Moses was put in lots of the reeds and he found safety through the reeds and how that's a Easter egg for this foreshadowing the fact that he's gonna buy him safety through the Red Sea and similar work for Red's Reed. and so, Ooh, and I like so, that. so there's a and I there's, know, a, there's a, a yeah so there's a connection there, and it's just like an Easter egg saying, like, okay, Yeah, this happened this happened kind of miniature now, yeah. and it's gonna
2: happen again at the end of the movie now.
1: That's the lection reading for next week. Actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, helpful um, Yeah, and I think I mentioned it yesterday, you know uh, uh, again, yeah. I think. One of these books, it's the, probably the Bill Cahusack one in particular which is full of anecdotes and stories about how he has learnt to see God in the ordinary and it's the first story he's, he, he talks about going around Wandsworth Roundabout and he says I've been around Wandsworth Roundabout hundreds of times because he's on the route to somewhere where he lives in South London and he says "You know, look out for the random in familiar places and he said you're going around Wandsworth Roundabout <coughs> On one occasion, and someone's name came into his head, just the, the name of somebody he worked with, and he just thought for a minute, why, why am I thinking about this person I work with? Why are they just suddenly coming to my head? So he went round and round about again, and just sort of asked God, you know, why, why have you got something you want to say to this person? And God was like, yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I want you to tell him that I see him, or something like that. You know, I see his desire to become a lawyer. Was, I can't remember. Sort but this idea of encouraging someone to do some training. So he goes around, and around like, several times before he finally pulls over and thinks, okay, maybe I we'll should be a safer driver. <laughs> and uh, anyway, long story short, he then contacts this guy and says, I know this sounds odd, but I feel like I've saying some, some encouraging words to you about you know, you should pursue law <coughs> or do the law course so you're thinking about doing. And you know, it turns out the guy was, had been considering going into law. Um, but it, it, it was, the, it was the fact that something unusual came into the usual yeah, there was a sort of moment let's feel like we were looking at scripture now what words stand out and often God will grab our attention with something random in, in, a, in a familiar setting um, and so look out for signs I guess that's what they are uh, another of the stories um, he was a teacher who was applying for a job and um they, part of the interview process, they took him to the room that he was going to, was going to be the classroom and the door was locked. And the head teacher was like, that's really weird, that's never locked. And he was like, ah, oh, hang on a why, why, why is that door locked at the moment? And, and he said he's sort of always got sort of spider sense. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> you know, he's got saying something through this. Anyway, ultimately, he didn't take the job. He felt that you know because of that, it was almost like a physical sign. People were saying this is a closed door you know, and maybe we don't always get something quite that obvious but there's that moment of um, being aware and uh, it, it actually happened to me, I remember having a job interview years ago um, I'd been teaching in North London and i applied for a job up the M11 almost towards Cambridge, quite a long way Bishop Stortford is that? Yeah, oh, that's, that's up there, isn't that? it. Um and it was going to be a long journey for me, we lived in Camden at the time Um, but it was a promotion and everything else and and i sort of gone for it, not really thought it through and I just remember the whole day having this deep sense of unease Um, and I I wasn't aware of it really I just thought it was nervous I thought it was, you know, this is really important therefore I want to do my best and everything else and I had this deep sense of ease the whole day and then sat down in the head's office, had the interview, and right at the end of the day, he said, um, I'm really sorry you haven't got the job. And I went, oh, like that. And I sort of physically let out and my, my breath, and, and suddenly this peace came upon me, which I hadn't been aware of the lack of. Um, but it taught me that, you know, to listen to my body as well as, you know, the signs around me that there was something going on God was sort of saying, "Yeah, this isn't right for you." You know, he took me to fail an interview and get rejected for God to go, and then he gave me the peace. Like immediately after, I felt that you know, driving home, oh, I didn't get a job. I good for that. I mean, what a weird thing to go through, but you know, just just taught me that day to start to trust. You know, how God might use my emotions and my body, as well as the signs around around us. <clears throat> And I think part of it is also not, um, n- not expecting God to speak in a certain way, or almost sort of forcing the issue. There's a story, I think you know, there's a guy called Naaman. I think he's a Roman uh, soldier. I mean, so he, 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 he's got leprosy, and he wants to get healed, and he hears about um, Elisha. And he goes to Elisha to get healed. Um, and, and Elisha is hilarious, because Elisha just goes... He said as his servant, he goes, time to go and wash you in the Jordan River and he'll get healed. And names really upset. He, 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 in his mind, God should do something different. You know, God should sort of come out and lay hands on him or do something special. And he tells him to go and wash him. He goes, well, the, the, the rivers are much cleaner where I come from. Why do I have to do it here? And he, and he has to do it seven times and in the end he does get healed. But there's, there's this sort of story now of of being open minded, I guess, to how God might deal with us, how God might reveal Himself to us. It's also
4: a good message, isn't it, me about something growing on site, which is certain, or whatever, wasn't it? Yeah, in, humility, if, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, sort of actually, if you'd asked me you to do something difficult you wouldn't have done it because it was be easier. Yeah, but sometimes we need people just to kind of shake it a little bit and say, look, I don't think it's seen it or i yeah,
0: absolutely, that's really
4: helpful.
0: So, to listen to those people the culture ignores because God consistently speaks from the margins through children through the poor through those who suffer we must learn to listen to those people the culture ignores because God speaks more consistently from the margins through children, through the poor through those who suffer it's worth thinking about isn't it I'm not assuming that God will speak through to us at the front of the church. And look out and listen out to every everyone and everything around us. Another quote I like from Carl Karl Barth you got a quote Carl Barth <laughs> um, We need to carry the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other.
2: This is the sense of
0: again of, of scripture, being led and guided by scripture. We know what God's character is like because we know his word but then looking out for it in the real world, in the world that we we, we live in. So I just want to quickly whiz through um, just some examples of the way God might speak in our everyday. Yes the first thing is maybe make a list of Some of those, those are still small. Oh, okay, that case, all of these, isn't it? These, these, a lot of these are coming out every day. There's still small voice being one of them. It's being aware of that, isn't it? I guess we're all aware of the story of um, Elijah who wants to hear God, and, and he's hiding at the time. He's in a crack of rock, and then God goes, "Yeah." God sent there's a hurricane and the wind, and, but God isn't in any of those. It's in still small voice. Um, and there's something there about our posture isn't it of actually being willing to listen and to wait Um we talked about a couple of, on the road to Emmaus you know, they, there was a moment where he nearly left and they had to make a choice to stay with him Something more about the uh, story of Naaman and how he came to uh, come to Elisha. Mm. Uh, it was because uh, he he was occupying Israel, uh, and his servant girl was an orphan, uh, an Israeli orphan mm. uh, who had been conquered and taken into his household, and uh, she wanted she knew that he had leprosy, and she wanted to bless him mm. even though. You know, he was a soldier who was helped to look for them. and it, it was. She said to him that he should go and see Elisha
3: That's good. Listen to the margins again.
0: Yeah, <coughs> being willing to, you know, not to judge how God would speak. Um, yeah, just just one more thing on the still quiet voice. I suppose you know it's, it's something. Just it's almost like a frequency that we need to tune into, and I guess it comes with practice, doesn't it? When, when, when we when we know God has spoken through a certain thing, whether it's seeing God in in nature or it, it, in whatever it is, um, we then have more faith to look for it in, in other places. But there's this nice quote I read again: the voice of the subconscious. Sorry, it, so this is the question yeah, how do you know if it's God in our subconscious or just ourselves because I guess that's always the, the danger isn't it, 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 isn't it? it's just me overthinking it or, um, so the, the, the voice of the subconscious tends to argue with you it tries to convince you but the inner voice of God does not argue it does not try to convince you it just speaks and it is self-authenticating and it has the feel of the voice of God about it there's so something about that authority and clarity that comes with God there's not ambiguity um, and it doesn't sound like it's trying to manipulate us you know, God wouldn't try and manipulate us because again, because we know the character of God, we know God loves us God's God. a God, grace, forgiveness and so God would
4: tend to speak to, to us, us. No, no. with that character, and obviously that when you hear what the Lord peace about, yes, you feel that yeah. Yeah. this is the right thing.
0: Yeah, or, or joy, different or different it has an impact different which different is positive.
4: Absolutely. look at it. so it's yeah. something like that. can't give without reassurance. Yeah. And yes, this is what the Lord is saying. Yeah. Whatever yeah. way He speaks to you, yeah. you know that without even that piece, yeah, reassurance.
0: Yeah. I think for whatever reason, we sing to assume that we're going to feel convicted, you know, or, or, or a negative emotion. I mean, maybe that does occasionally happen, but on the whole, I think there's a positive sense that you know we, we, we're hearing from God who loves us.
4: Yeah. Uh, 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 Mark, how, how would you how would you describe the difference between God doing that and you having a positive thought? so you don't have to negative thought, you know, you can go thoughts beside you versus
3: that, that positive...
0: Well, I think, I think as we walk, learn to walk with God, we, our spirit becomes similar to God's. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, in a way, I think the longer we walk with God, the more in tune we get. Our intuition almost becomes His. Um, and I think, I think the closer we get to God, the less dramatic, almost, He has to be to get our attention. Because... I feel like, you know, him showing me a picture is, is quite simple. in You know, I can get that. But I, I wonder whether, the, 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 you know, you read about Enoch, don't you? Enoch didn't even die. He was so close to God, he just ended up carrying on into heaven or whatever. So, I, I think, in an ideal world, we, our intuition will become the voice of God. Um, I guess initially... We, we just have to use the ADC we have to we have to sort of think okay well what I'm thinking is that is that biblical is, is it affirming is it price? like you know at the end of the day if you make a mistake is it such a big deal I, you know I, I wonder I don't think we have to be right all the time it's just a journey is not it? yeah how you on a
1: journey yeah. for some of us that would be really dramatic, or you'd be able to—you won't be able to look at an individual year, but you look at forty years and say, "Oh yeah, they are uh, a nicer person or now they are having more. They were once really negative about themselves, but now God's show you who they are in hearing it, so they're really positive now. So I think you, you can't. It's not just about hearing about having that kind of spiritual experience or our yeah, parents say this, mm. but it's uh, oh now I'm thinking differently. Yeah, and I'm thinking. Those positive things about myself, or I'm thinking positive things towards other people. or I'm giving people forgiveness, the doubt, or forgiving all these things don't necessarily have to take a work from God, but they're just like now my mind is tuned yeah. to to uh, hold insults loosely and let things go, or, or whatever it may be. And I think keeping evidence as well, you know, like
0: I took a photo this morning out the window of that picture of the the, the weather vanes, uh, and, and, and you, you might want to have. Um, you know, a notebook where you record when you feel like God's spoken to you, um, and recording testimonies and um, professing words and whatever, you know, I think we're, we're so kind of materialistic about stuff nowadays, we, sort of, we just move on to the next thing too quickly, don't we? But actually keeping a record of when God has spoken to is, is a really powerful thing. It builds faith. We've all got rubbish memories, all we'll have. So, you know, and you never know; maybe you might be asked to talk on hearing God in a few years' time. Going to need some examples, um, but I think you know actually recording stuff is, is 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 really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to I want to just quickly through a few other ways that God speaks, um, but not not dwell on this for too long. Um, we, we've written about we've written angels somewhere, didn't we? And um, there's 290 references to angels in the Bible. Time and time again, you know, angels appear in scripture. I don't know if anyone's had an experience of an angel. It depends whether you whether they look like an angel or... Andy, uh, with, uh, this is like twenty years ago, and um, we
1: were in um uh, a weekend like this or something, and we were just singing worship songs. And I, I was um, I was sitting or
0: standing at the left hand end of the sofa. Just feel that there was someone standing in the right hand edge of my sofa, um, and I thought, well, that's odd because they've come before. And so, when I
1: looked, um, there was uh, there was a guy standing there who had sort of a slightly beaky nose and a pot-marked face, and he was wearing a silver
0: um, cloak thing. And, and so, I saw him quite clearly out the corner of my eye, um, but as I turned to look at him, he disappeared.
2: I've got an angel on. We went sailing years ago on the Isle of Sheppey and I parked my car. You know, the Isle of Sheppey is like a brick wall the way down the beach. So you drive up this brick wall park on the beach. it's we in October, we went sailing, very windy, and my naivety, I reversed the car down to put the boat in the water and the sea. It's quite a steep, stony off. and then after it came out I thought oh, reverse the car down, pull the car out I mean it was stone wasn't it, there was no grip and we were last I was with a friend from church before I was married actually and um, we we thought how are we going to get out of here the tide's coming in I, there's no one here there was a guy that had a Suzuki, little Suzuki. Little there was no way to pulling our car and we were just thinking, we, that car's going to be flooded soon, um, and all of a sudden, the beach, this 4x4 four four big American Dodge, and the big 4x4 four four, um, uh, cars came on, and I phoned up to him and said, oh, couldn't give his hand, could you? Now, this was, there was no one else on the beach anyway, and he basically pulled us out. And, we
0: were convinced that we were an because yeah. there was no way we were going to get that car it In my stupidity, yeah. <laughs> I, I when, when when the kids were young, Ali and I took the kids cycling, and we, we kind of one of those hook hook on sort of bits. So we had two big bikes and two little trailer bikes, and we'd gone gone a long way. about ten miles from where we we're standing And almost the point where we were about to stay around, my chain snapped in half. I went the literally of nowhere in Scotland and hadn't seen a person all day and I was thinking, I'm going to have to walk 10 miles back with this bike and um, this guy cycled past and seen him all day and I I said to him um, I'm really sorry, there's no way and I used to look at Halfords a long time ago, so I remembered for some reason, there's this little tool that fixes a chain, you know that sort of gets the little links out tiny little things, twist it so I said to him, you don't have to have one of those, do you? Oh yeah, I've got one of those, yes. Pulls it out, and he, But the, the weirdest thing was, it was just a coincidence of someone cycling past 17 all day. He then says, um, yeah, that's fine, I'm in a bit of a rush, so just, just use it, uh, leave it on that, that wall over there, and I'll pick it up in two days when I come back. And, uh, and then I literally turn around and I, I don't remember seeing him cycling wrong. and again, it's one of those moments of Divine help, an angel, a person—I don't know—but certainly an alertness
3: to God speaking, helping, guiding, or whatever. I share or not? Yeah. Um, we believe that my brother-in-law's life was saved by an angel, and he's not a Christian because he, about 50 years ago, for one of his many suicide attempts in the dark in Swansea Bay, just walked out into the sea. No one there. And this voice behind him said, "Don't make me come and get you." And he turned around and walked back out the water, and the bloke just disappeared. There's yeah. And he told you this? He's written a book about his life how he's mm-hmm. chosen, It's called "The Day I Chose to Live." And I in the book. Yeah. And that was an audible voice. That was a, a booming voice across. In, he was in the sea, and this voice from the beach. Yeah. Is he a prisoner? No. He was raised a Christian. His parents are Christian. It's Rachel's youngest brother, okay. and he would admit he thinks that that was not of this world, because yeah. he knew there was no one around. That's why he would have did it in the dark. My mother experienced angels
4: in uh, St Paul's. She came for a service it was a healing service I didn't tell her that at the time when she came along Uh, so she was pretty livid with me Um, and uh, the question she had at the end of the service was who were the people in the balcony? oh really? and we went, there weren't any Uh, and she said, well I I was sat there I was angry, I was annoyed Uh, but I was praying and uh, my hands felt warm with somebody with arthritis that was quite a strange thing and she had, um, I think she used to go blue so she was sort of like, she knew something was going on, but she said that she knew that there were people behind us because she said it was a full church. And it felt like a full church. And when we sang, she could hear the voices of people uh, both singing and joining in, uh, but also chattering behind her. And she wanted to know who it was. She thought it was a bit disrespectful in the church. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Yeah. Interesting conversation. With her. Yeah.
0: Passage in Acts 17. I'll finish with this, and then what I'd love us to do—you know—we've got some free time this afternoon, and just want to invite you just to be pondering on over the sort of things we talked about. And, um, be alert, you know, just to look out for, for God in the ordinary. It says this in Acts 17: the God who made the world and everything in it, He who is Lord of heaven and earth does not live in shrines made by human hands, since he himself gives to all mortals life and breath and all things, so that they would search for God, and perhaps grope for him and find him, though indeed he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. Just as uh, I was preparing um, this talk this week, uh, and again, like I say, I was, I was praying, you know, I want some good stories <laughs> to be able to share because you know, I feel like testimonies is obviously powerful. It's, it's good to say, yeah, and, and I know that because. <laughs> um, and, and just as I was sort of praying <coughs> about this particular section, um, I remember being in the lounge and I remember thinking about how God moves in. You know, how God speaks through uh, images. Um, but not really notice God in nature as such. But I went into to the kitchen, I, went, I looked out the window. And it was that day when there was a lot of wind, it was a couple of weeks ago, and there was this massive wind everywhere. Everything was going over The table tennis had fallen over. You know, the trees were going nuts. And as, as I looked out the window, the grass was doing this. And then suddenly, says grass... Um, was it suddenly so stopped? The whole garden was just like that for about ten seconds, and then just went nuts again. And I just sort of did that double take. I think did I actually see that? Because everything else around me was going nuts, and yet the garden was still just this grand And there was nothing shadowing it. There was no shade or you know barrier. And it it went back again afterwards, and it was just extraordinary, like, you know, I'd ask God, you know, God, I want to see you in nature, I want to see more of you, and and he should have showed me that, it was just this moment of grace that I was like, thank you God, that, you know, that that when I look, that you're there, and I wouldn't know how many times I miss, just simple things like that, you know, because if I wasn't looking for it, if I hadn't asked God to show me in in nature, I I literally would overlook that, I wouldn't have seen it, but there was this, just coming back to this, you know, okay, that could have just been a phenomenon, it could have just been a random thing, but, you know, A, I was affirmed by that, I thought, oh, God's with me, you know, God, God is showing himself to me, you know, it is biblical, because what came to mind was, you know, be still and know that I'm God, you know, this is, there was a scripture that came almost straight away into my mind, you know, because I, know, you know, I knew that bit of scripture already. And I know that Jesus is the one that brings peace into my life. So I just want to encourage you, you know, as you he, as he, as he just, whatever you do this afternoon, whether you're with others or not, you know, just just ask God simply, you know, before you do anything. Lord, show yourself to me today. And just be anticipating and I open to it. Uh, and, and don't force it. You know, we don't need to force it. Just, just get, get on with the rest of your day after that. And I encourage you to do that every day. You know, wake up and say, "Lord, just show yourself to me today in a simple way. Encourage me, and then just get on with the day and see see what happens. And then, you know, maybe reflect on it at the end of the day. Okay? Yeah. Great. Thank Great. you. shall we just, shall I just pray the first story? Is it lunch or one? Then? Yeah. 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 Thank you. The meeting back in the. Uh, no, we're doing the taskmaster. Right. Right. Okay. So, Lord, just thank you that you are always active. Lord, thank you that you are here by your Holy Spirit. Thank you that you are the God of creation. And, Lord, I, I just pray that you would open our eyes to see you more. That our faith might be increased as we just do the ordinary, Lord, and see you in extraordinary ways. That would help us to encourage one another in what we do and how we grow closer to you in oh, Jesus' name so I just want to remind you that um, there's some paper here if you kind of feel sense of God is saying something it might be for a specific person it might just be a word of encouragement it might just be to all of us uh, <coughs> write it down there uh, pop it in the box uh, or give it to the person, if you're kind of feeling bold and encouraged. There's also some, uh, all of our memory verses over there, um, and also some laminated kind of cards as well. Amazingly, Dennis, who's not here, had yeah. the same idea that we had. Um, you know, Steve got used to write down your favourite verses, and I'd thought, okay, we we'll could to write words of encouragement and, and maybe prophetically uh, think about who to give them to. Dennis had the same idea and got, got the cards already... So, at some point during, the, you know, during this afternoon, if you want to go up, read some of the memory verses, if one of them really strikes you as significant, um, you know, that kind of idea of you know, God just sort of popping the unusual into your mind, or when you're reading scripture, or a specific word just grabbing you, um, pick it up, uh, and then maybe just ask God, you know, God, who's this for? Is this for someone in this room? Um, and then, if you're feeling brave, go and give it to them and just say, I feel like I was saying this to you. Um, and if you're not feeling brave, stick it in the box, you know, maybe put their name on the top. And, uh, you know, we could use this as an opportunity. You know, um, we're, we're, we won't get it wrong, we're, we're all kind of growing and learning this. But hopefully, we're all encouraging words anyway. So, if you get it wrong, you're going to be encouraged anyway. So, uh, great, be blessed. Thank you.